Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. We've discussed the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, the PRO Act, on this show before. It's a laundry list of bad ideas pushed by big labor and its allies in Congress that would increase unions' power to coerce workers into joining and paying dues and increase union power to disrupt national economic and social life. But for supporters of individual employee rights, there is now an alternative model of labor relations reform. The Employee Rights Act, recently reintroduced with an expanded vision of the modern workplace. Joining me to discuss the proposed legislation is Vinny Vernuccio, president of the Institute for the American Worker. Uh, hi, Vinny. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks again for having me on. So uh, what's the idea behind the Employee Rights Act? How did, how did it come to exist? Well, uh, Mike, as you pointed out, uh, there is the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, which is the smorgasbord of bad ideas when it comes to labor law. The Employee Rights Act is on the complete opposite end there. It um, has everything to do with protecting workers, protecting individual workers and their rights. Um, and making sure that both they are safeguarded, that job creators are safeguarded, and also that entrepreneurs and independent workers are safeguarded. As you said, uh, the, the Employee Rights Act is uh, about a decade old, and uh, this new iteration, which has uh, been introduced by, Ted, uh, by Senator Tim Scott and uh, Representative Rick Allen, um, has expanded out the old Employee Rights Act um, and has uh, gone further responding to some of the things that we've seen in the PRO Act. So instead of going in the wrong direction, this is going in the right direction. Yeah, so let's let's first let's just kind of reprise the PRO Act just for the sake of our listeners. Uh, Among other things, it gets rid of all right to work laws, um, authorizes secondary boycotts, which are uh, strikes and uh, actions against employers and businesses who aren't necessarily an immediate party to a labor dispute. Um, uh, What are some of the other some of the other things in it? Yeah, absolutely. And if I could do a brief plug. Uh, We actually have a backgrounder on both the Employee Rights Act and the PRO Act on Institute for the American Workers website. That's I, the number 4aw.org, I4aw.org. We will link both of of those uh, backgrounders in today's show notes. Fantastic. Uh, And and that'll give you actually just a bullet-by-bullet Um, update on all the provisions in both these very large but very different labor bills. So if we want to talk about the PRO Act, yeah, you know, as you said, it has those secondary boycotts. It also has the attacks on the franchising industry, making it hard for small businesses to open a franchise, saying they're essentially joint employers with large distant corporations. It has the California-style attack on independent workers, saying that they're actually employed employees so unions could organize them easier. It attacks the secret ballot 
by saying that the National Labor Relations Board or the Federal Labor Board, uh, which is tasked with administrating union elections, could actually throw out a union election and recognize a union by what's known as card check, which is an open petition process that opens up employees to intimidation and coercion by uh, by unions and union supporters. And um, last but certainly not least, um, with the many, many aspect, bad aspects of the PRO Act, uh, several of which we have not covered here, it also prohibits states from uh, passing right-to-work laws and repeals right-to-work laws across the country. And uh, Mike, as you know, right-to-work simply means that a union can't get a worker fired for not paying them. So the PRO Act would literally allow unions to get workers fired fired that don't want to pay union dues or fees. Uh, so there is a, just right. a and, host and, and, of bad and, ideas and, in there. Right. And unions get something for representing workers that who, who don't want to be represented by them. They get the power of monopoly. And so when they claim that there's some sort of free rider issue, that's that's really not accurate because the union is getting the monopoly power to represent all the workers, even the workers who would not choose to be represented by them. That's right. Uh, The union has a monopoly. And, you know, when given the option to um, only represent workers that are paying them or that want to be members, they have time and again declined. In fact, uh, we have model legislation called Workers' Choice that would say unions, if you don't want to represent workers not paying you, then here's legislation to end that aspect of exclusive representation and allow those workers to be fully opted out and represent themselves, uh, which unfortunately is not available under current law. So now let's move on to the Employee Rights Act. So we've got all these bad ideas in the PRO Act, and how how does, I mean, obviously the ERA differs, but how does it? Uh, what, what would it do? What 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 is its proposal? Absolutely, and you know what, Mike? I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to cheat a little bit here because there are so many good ideas of the Pro Act. I'm going to go to that I four. You mean the, you mean the uh, Employee Rights me, Act? Excuse me, the Employee Rights Act. Um, and I'm going to go to the I four AW page and just kind of go down the list here to make sure that I'm not going to miss any of the really important ones. Uh, so if that links there, the, you know, the listeners can read along as well. So the first thing that it would do, it would allow merit-based pay. So this was something that was uh, introduced years ago in the RAISE Act. Um, collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, not, not, to be com- not to be confused with the immigration-related RAISE Act. This was, this was back in the early 2010s. It, it, exactly. Uh, I, so, think Senator, I, think Senator Rubio, I think it was Senator Rubio's It was Senator Rubio's idea. And the, the problem is that you see most collective bargaining agreements not just establish a floor for wages, but they also establish a ceiling. And for instance, if an employee is really working hard, their employer can't give them a spot bonus or a merit-based raise if that's not in the union contract. So what this portion of the ERA does uh, that you know echoes that you know that labor raise act from a few years ago, it simply says that if employers want to pay employees more, that they should have that ability. You know, shocking that we need legislation to say that an employer should be able to pay employees more, and that's something that the unions would be against. Mm-hmm. So it also protects the right to the secret ballot. You know, we were just talking about card check. We were just talking about the intimidation and the coercion that could come along with card check. Great. The Employee Rights Act also protects 
workers' right to a secret ballot when it comes to unionization elections. Like we were just talking about, um, unions uh, can organize via secret ballot or car check, and currently it's up to the employer to decide whether workers get that right to a secret ballot. Um, Unfortunately, unions will try to pressure employers through sophisticated PR campaigns where they try to drive away business and harm an employer's bottom line. So they will uh, agree to what's known as a neutrality agreement and essentially take away the right of the secret ballot from workers. And this is something that, you know, the PRO Act on the other end is trying very hard to make it easier for uh, these type of card check elections that lead to intimidation and coercion and to, of and to know what the what those campaigns look like i mean just think back to the the sort of fight for 15 targeting mcdonald's it's we're going to hit you in every forum we can until until you give it until you give in until you authorize unionization without uh and a secret ballot vote that that's right. It's uh, it's trying to drive away customers. It's trying to harm a company's reputation, but it's not attacking the company. It's really attacking workers and trying to take away the secret ballot from them, so they can uh, so the union can engage in these card check campaigns. That you know we have multiple incidences of union supporters um, using coercion and intimidation, and um, you know really going against workers in order to get them to sign one of these cards so the union could come in and organize. And so ERA does two things to to counter this. One, it just flatly says that a union organizing election has to be by a secret ballot. And then the other thing is it sets transparency requirements for union organizing cards, doesn't it? It does. Uh, so, you know, the cards have to inform workers of um, of what their rights are. And um, it go and, you know, the ERA does go further in also making it that, you know, because like we were just talking about, you know, the unions will get that exclusive representation. They will be able to have a monopoly and represent all employees that they get a majority of all those employees when there is a vote. So not only is a secret ballot vote, but if they want that monopoly, they want to represent everyone, they should get a majority of everyone in order to have that privilege of exclusive representation. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, among the other things, changes to representation organizing is uh, privacy, uh, worker privacy. Uh, what does the Employee Rights Act do to protect worker privacy? That's right. It gives employees the ability to opt out of a union contacting them. So right now, during an organizing campaign, you know, um, uh, there are certain laws that mandate an employer give employee information over to the union, and the union can, you know, keep contacting them and keep contacting them. In fact, you know, union organizers have books on this that um, show like, okay, you want to keep going to someone's home or you want to keep talking to them until you finally get them to sign that card or you get them to vote yes. Um, The Employee Rights Act would say, you know, basically institutes a do not call registry. Mm -hmm. If they're done with the union, they don't want the union harassing them at home. They don't want the union constantly talking to them about it. You can just say, okay, don't give the union my personal information. I want to opt out. Mm -hmm. And then, so some more financial transparency also goes into the Employee Rights Act. This is one of the new things that was added. So 
what what do, what is the the T one trust rule? What was it, and why are why is it now included in this legislation? Well, union trusts have um, gotten a, a, a lot more attention in the last few years, especially with the scandals from the union, the UAW training funds, and some of the other union trust. The Department of Labor under the Trump administration tried to put forth what was known as the Form T one rule or having union trust give the same type of financial transparency that unions themselves give in the what are known as LM forms, the uh, biggest one being the LM2 form. Uh, this was actually a, a promulgated rule, but unfortunately, during the Biden administration, they, uh, they essentially stopped it and um, have um, really rescinded uh, some of the trust transparency, the union trust transparency that was attempted to be put in during the Trump administration. Yeah, so right, so, right so now, the ERA would uh, simply codify that. Yeah. Yes. And so, so right now, the unions have to make all these have to make pretty extensive disclosures about their their own finances, the union's finances itself. But if they control some other entity, you mentioned the UAW training funds that were later revealed to have been used for corrupt purposes. Um, that they don't have to give as extensive disclosures, and that potentially allows uh, financially uh, financial misconduct to go on without being discovered. That's right, um, and that's what the T one would have done um, if it went into effect. Uh, unfortunately, the Biden administration did not let that happen. But if it is codified in and made actual legislation within the Employee Rights Act, then um, you, both union members and the public would be able to see exactly how union trusts are raising and spending their funds and you know, could you know, hopefully prevent things like we saw with the UAW corruption with their training fund scandal. And so you know, staying on the sort of, staying on the financial transparency angle, ERA, since the very beginning, has always had a, an important provision on how unions use their funds uh, for political and advocacy purposes. Could you go into, a, into that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so the Employee Rights Act actually has political protections or prohibiting unions from using a worker's dues for political purposes. And once again, this is, you know, a shocking concept, but unless the worker gives prior approval. So this really comes down to a freedom of speech issue. We're saying, OK, you know, unions, if you want to use, you know, this money for political purposes, just get the worker's approval. So it, it, it's a very simple common sense uh, reform and it's you know one of the, the the many good things in worker protections in the Employer Rights Act, mm-hmm. and then finally we have you know we touched on it earlier, but the joint employer independent contractor uh, question. Could you go into into that a little bit? How important that is? Absolutely. So you know these are the new additions to the ERA and uh, could be seen as responses to. Uh, some bad ideas coming out of California and that was been encapsulated in the PRO Act. So let's talk about joint employer first. Uh, you, know, th- you know, this would simply say that um, that franchise owners, that, you know, that small mom and pop shop running a franchise on your street corner, simply say that, okay, they are the owner of that business and that the employees that work for them are their employees and not the employees of a distant corporation. 
Uh, what we've seen in the PRO Act and you know attempts like it is they want to say that those small mom and pop shops on a corner, they're actually joint employers with that distant corporation. And because they're joint employers, then unions can, you know, come in and try to organize those employees, right. not it's, by it's, going it's, from the small business to the small business. Put in put in slightly more concrete terms, you know, the local McDonald's on the corner is probably, you know, maybe owned by a franchisee, an independent operator. Uh, m- you know, the SCIU would very much like to organize the workers at that McDonald's franchise into a into the SCIU. Uh, and if they can hold big McDonald's in, in Illinois responsible for that local franchise operators' businesses, business practices, uh, that, that McDonald's in Illinois, big McDonald's, uh, has an incentive to agree to a neutrality agreement, uh, you know, a card check like we discussed earlier, uh, that would put all the employees of that of the little McDonald's in in your town into the SCIU. Exactly, and uh, but and it gets worse because it would essentially turn those small business owners into managers, and it would take away that you know really their ability to run and control the business as they see fit, and would probably also harm their bottom line. Yep, and then and, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and uh, moving away from joint employer to the uh, independent contractor or independent worker protections within the ERA. Uh, Again, what we've seen in California and what we've seen in the PRO Act is an attempt to make entrepreneurs, people working for themselves, um, turn them into employees, once again, so unions can easily organize them. The... um, the Employee Rights Act would make sure that you know people that want to work for themselves, um, it's much easier for them to do so, and it would harmonize um, some definitions of employee to make sure that they do have that right. And um, there, there's actually uh, additions. It would allow for gig companies to give those gig economy independent workers uh, give them certain benefits that those companies, you know, technically um, are a little hesitant to do now because they're worried about jeopardizing that employer-employee status and turning those independent workers that are utilizing their apps uh, into employees. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the you know the Biden administration has endorsed the Pro Act. The House of Representatives has passed the Pro Act. Uh, you know, so the ERA is not going to advance in this legislative session, obviously. What's what do you guys hope to achieve by putting it out there now? Well, first, uh, first off, uh, Senator Tim Scott and Representative Rick Allen and all the co-sponsors and, you know, they're adding co-sponsors uh, right, left and center right now. Um, they need to be commended on taking this, uh, you know, really brave stance and protecting workers and protecting employees, protecting you know small businesses and entrepreneurs as well. So this is definitely the ERA is encapsulating you know almost all the good ideas in labor reform right now. Um, making sure those protections are there. And, um, you know, I, I can't speak for them, but my guess is that, you know, they are going to uh, keep this at the front burner, make sure that it gets the attention that it deserves. Um, and it's in a place and hopefully the near future where, you know, it could get passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is there anything else that you guys are doing over at Institute for the American Worker that you'd like to promote to our listeners? 
so you have the backgrounders on uh, Employee Rights Act and the PRO Act, and we'll, we'll send those links around. And, uh, Mike, thanks for forwarding them along. Uh, we also have Labor News Today, and a lot of Capital Research Center work is uh, featured on Labor News Today. It's the uh, latest and greatest in labor news. Uh, it's an aggregator website, so uh, we, uh, we, we, we link to other great work, uh, but we also categorize it and tag it. And it's a fantastic research uh, resource for those, uh, Mike, like you and yes. uh, myself that are keeping tabs on you know all these good ideas like the ERA and all the bad <laughs> ideas like the PRO Act. Um, that's at labornewstoday.org, and you can uh, link there from the i4aw.org website. All right. Well, thanks again to Vinny Vernuccio of Institute for the American Worker for joining us. Uh, we will include links to those uh, policy backgrounders and to Labor News Today uh, in today's show notes. That's our show for this week. We encourage our listeners to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you, and please leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for having me on.